It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined as always by Ryan Davy. Davy, how are you? I'm fantastic, my man. I'm having Good. a great day. Good to hear it. And Ryan, we are recording this. We are one week away from Christmas 2018. Let me ask you this. Favorite Christmas song? So we, my wife and I had this conversation the other day. I am okay. of the belief, and this might be a little bit of a hot take. We're going to start hot today. I love it. Right out of the shoot. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, other than standard traditional Christmas songs, might be the best Christmas song ever written. Really? Wow. Think about it. I mean, huh. in terms of like, re, like listenability and commercial success, I don't think there is one that even comes close to that. And a nice message because uh, it can be people can be kind of greedy around Christmas and forget what it's all about, and it's really yeah. about being with the ones that you care about. You're damn right. Yeah, you know, Mariah gets it. She's not a selfish person, right? No, not at all. So not she definitely is the voice of of a very positive message. Yeah. I, on the other hand, will go with Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Which is an excellent choice. That's a great song. It is song. an excellent choice. I love that. It's, one, it's at the top of the list every time. It's always like, oh, find, like, hey, just put on any Christmas mix. And it's like, I always start with that one. And then after that, you're like, whatever else happens, happens. It's all, yeah, it's all downhill from there after that, right? I think so. All right, Ryan. Well, we have a very exciting episode to get to. But first, let's begin with the news. <laughs> All right, Ryan, first things first, we know that all these Marvel Netflix shows are getting the axe. There's only two remaining, and they probably each have one season left. And we got some news. This is happening sooner than I thought, but season two of The Punisher is going to be out in January. I think they're probably rushing that out, right? I mean, they got to be like, let's just get this over with and get the bad news out all at once. Like, we haven't seen much of it. Like, they did like a, what, they have like a little... Not even like a teaser. Like, they haven't really done much. I'm surprised. No. It was one of the ones where you, you saw the skull and it was a bunch of voices talking, but you didn't see any actual yeah. footage, right? What is the deal here? Yeah. So I don't, I, don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm going to enjoy it, but I think we all know what's going to happen, and that is it's going to get canceled immediately afterwards. But at least you, I mean, now they can go balls to the wall. Well, I guess it was yeah. already filmed when they made that announcement, but I was going to say they can kind of do whatever they want now, you know? Oh, they definitely can. And how about yeah. the, the, like more and more news coming out about Daredevil, and it just seems like everybody was blown away. Even people at Marvel were surprised that Netflix pulled a plug on it. Yeah, I was reading that. Like people who were in the show, yeah. were, were like taken aback by the fact that this happened. Yeah, I think it was was it Marcy the, yeah. the like the really hot girl that goes out with Foggy for, for no reason, reason yeah, which Jesus. makes no goddamn sense. No but sense. Yeah, she was like, people high up were like stunned by it. So I still don't under, somebody's going to bring it back. Like, you know how like Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled and there was like, everybody was up in yeah. arms and then uh, NBC grabbed it. So somebody should, I don't know who though. You know who would be ha- great? A great HBO? fit for this would be like Showtime. Yeah, 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 right. Showtime. Because HBO, HBO. HBO thinks their shit doesn't stink. And, you know, Showtime has those pretty, they have some pretty good shows. That Showtime watch. could work. And what isn't is American Gods on stars. Cinemax? Stars. Oh, so stars. Mm-hmm. Maybe stars then. Maybe stars. Yeah, I think Be we nice just home I, for it. We just solved it. We just solved it for you. you. Daredevil. I'm just going to throw throw one at you right now. FX. Yeah. FX. FX got the movies as yeah. one of their ads once mm-hmm. said. Yeah, that's not bad because if you think about it, it's violent, but it they never swear. There's not like a lot of blood. There's not. 
There's hinted nudity. There's some bum bums. So that's about there it. There is some bum bums. You're always waiting to see nipple, but you never see you nipple. You never do. You never. We got close a couple of times. Did I tell you the story when I was getting my teeth cleaned? And there was this uh, very cute dental hygienist um, was doing my teeth. And the, the dental office I go to has like a Roku. So you can like watch movies as you're getting your teeth cleaned. Yeah, that's nice. So I was watching Jessica Jones and the scene with her and oh, Luke boy. Cage going at it came yeah, on. Sure. Very sure. uncomfortable. Now, were very you able uncomfortable. to. Now, not to be crass, but were you able to? Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, man. There's <laughs> some things you don't talk about. I think maybe the best Marvel Netflix uh, love scene was Luke Cage, Misty Knight from Luke Cage season one. I just hate that name. I know it's like I a very comic book name. I don't know the color. Hate that, hate you don't like one. Misty? I like Misty Knight. I don't, I don't like that name. But Misty Slims, nice pack of smokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Ryan, this, this I think will, will excite you. The Hellboy trailer, I think it's supposed to be out this week. It's maybe by the time people are listening to this podcast. We haven't seen it yet, but by the time you're listening to this, maybe it is already out. That, of course, is the one with David Harbour, and it comes out in April, two weeks before a, uh, Endgame. Two weeks before. Oh, great. So there we go. There's April and May all locked up for us, right? Yep. Middle, middle of uh, April. Yeah, I guess, that was going to be my other question. Do you think this is going to warrant enough interest for a standalone episode? You know, it's funny. I don't think that the original Hellboys, that was a very niche audience, too. So I think they're just yeah. trying to, I think they'll be, it'll be fine, you know? Um, the problem fine. is it's coming out between Captain Marvel and Infinity War. Yeah. <clears> tough. <throat> That's tough. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. Can't love it. Don't love it. But we're going to see all three. And it's going to be a heck of a heck of a spring. For it's us gonna be a, we, we're rolling out a nice spring. I can't. I cannot wait for our episode on 2019 movies because there's a million of them that I want to see. Oh, it's a so good, many. It's a good list. Also, something I want to see will be on Netflix: The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Ryan, oh boy, this is the story, uh, or I should say, the story will follow an epic journey by three Gelflings. Gelfling. <laughs> Sorry, I had That's to do great. that. What's her name? The nope. chick with the eye? I had to do that voice. Sorry. Nope, Gelfling. That's right. Ryan. I think it's Ryan, right? R-I-A-N. Yeah, Ryan. it's Ryan. I think so. Bria, B-R-E-A, and Deet. Yep. To light the fires of rebellion and save their world after they discover the secret behind me, Skeksis power. Go ahead. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Now, how about this list of these are just some of the voice actors that are going to be in the Dark Crystal. Taron Edgerton, he's going to play one of the main characters. Anya Taylor Joy, you remember her from Split in the upcoming yes. Glass. Yep. Helena Bonham Carter. By the way, Anya Taylor Joy, very wide set eyes. Real like a hammerhead shark. Like you could put like a fist between both of her eyes. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't no, like, I wouldn't want no, to put like, that you, out there. I mean, like, it's that width, like the width yes. of, like, a fist between I her. Ad- I understand. Yeah. It sounded a little violent, but I understand I did going. not mean that violently, but no, I meant I know the that. width of a, of, a, of a man's fist between both want, of her eyes. Again, again, too descriptive. She I might need two sets of goggles in the pool. <laughs> I prefer we move on. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just like a, like a beautiful hammerhead shark just floating <laughs> around the bottom of the tank with her sonar. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I'm trying to think. There's somebody else like that, too. Actually, no, she's not like this, but Natalie Dormer, who also is in the show. Also is in this, yeah. She has an interesting face. I think she's very beautiful, but oh, she has she's like a... Striking. She's gorgeous. She's, she is striking, is what she yeah. is. And I like the shaved head. I'm into it. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Helena Bonham Carter, uh, Bonham Carter, Natalie Dormer, uh, Eddie Izzard, sure. Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, great voice actor by the way. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, Simon Pegg, and Andy Samberg. Interesting cast. It is. It is pretty cast. interesting. So speaking and, of Simon yeah. Pegg too, and I, I texted you this right before we started this. Did yes. you see that Nick Frost confirmed that Hot Fuzz Two is getting made? Let me ask you this, Ryan. Do yeah. we want a Hot Fuzz 2? Uh, yes. I would also prefer a uh, Shaun of the Dead 2. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead 2. You could call good. it Dawn of the Shaun or Shaun of Dawn of the Shaun. Shaun of the Dawn. <laughs> Dawn of the Shaun. Or Dawn of the Shaun. I don't yeah. know. They're, they're interchangeable. They're, yeah, they're interchangeable. Yeah. They'd both be very good. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd prefer that than Hot I liked Hot Fuzz. but I really liked Hot Fuzz. I liked Shaun of the Dead much better. Oh yeah, absolutely. What's the other I one? There's the other one that I did not see. Uh, the World's End. Yeah, how's that? Not great. Yeah, okay. All right. Kind of uh, depressing. Ryan, is, speaking of depressing, speaking Ryan, of depressing. Penny Marshall, pick of the pod, uh, passed away today. Seventy-five years old for uh, Penny Marshall from Laverne and Shirley fame, and so mm-hmm. much more. Yeah, she director was, of she was, she was A League funny. of Their Own. Yeah, A League of Their Own. Right. Um, um one of the better sports movies. You know? Yeah, it's very good. Yep. LA Clippers fan, I believe. Oh, what's she know? Yeah. Not like there's the not Clippers. a lot of Clippers fans out there. No, so. it's like Steve Ballmer and her, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, oh Frankie Munez. Munoz. I don't know From why. Of, he, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm likes, in the Middle fame? Yeah, he's a big clipper guy. Big clipper guy. I guess Maybe he's a, like he's a race car driver too now. Is that is that so? I think so. Well he's a little fella. <laughs> you know, that you need huh. like race car drivers aren't big dudes. He's a little fella. No, they're not. They're pocket-sized dudes. And yeah. I, I've told the story several times before, but Jeff Gordon, uh, that coward, uh, had an opportunity to just hold the door open for me just a, just a little bit longer. It wasn't yeah. going to inconvenience him too much. He didn't. He, 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 let, it, he let it shut. Uh, were you like, at that uncomfortable distance where you would have had to jog? I was like, yeah, I probably could have taken a couple of quick steps, but I was like right there. And I think we – like he definitely knew I was there, but he couldn't be bothered to leave it – like just to hold it open for like a second more. That slick bastard. He really – and I'm like, you could stick him in your pocket if you wanted to. You could, yeah. Little, little Jeff Gordon. All right, that's it. I mean, it's kind of a light news week here, I think. Which is just fine. We got a lot. We do. We got a lot to talk about. A lot to dive into. But first, Ryan, let's get to the video game minute. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute Even if it takes more than a minute What do you have? Well, I got this for you, Richard. Uh, You know, we don't like to wish bad things upon Fortnite, but some bad things are happening to Fortnite right now. Oh, boy. People are very upset about these new weapons. They have planes and submarines now. Do you know this? You heard about this? Are you into this? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've seen it thanks to the Twitter, and I'll try to keep up with our guy Shime Time every once in a while, but I've I've certainly not played Fortnite in a a Fortnite. Or actually, probably several Fortnites. Several Fortnites at this point. Um, So they're coming under fire because Alfonso Ribeiro, Carlton, Carlton, is suing them for using his signature Carlton dance as an emote. Now, I first of all, you don't own that. Carlton, doesn't he, though? They call he, it the Carlton Dance. He doesn't. He doesn't even own the rights probably to Carlton. He, his name's not Carlton. I it's the character that he but plays. Intellectual and, property is a, is a very slippery eel. But that is not his, I don't believe. And I think, didn't I read somewhere that he even claims that he stole that? 
It was from, inspired by Courtney Cox in the Dancing in the Dark Bruce Springsteen video. Yes, and Eddie Murphy. You <laughs> saw Eddie Murphy doing like a dance and like combine the two or something. So not to be outdone. Yeah. The the internet famous backpack kid whose name I don't really know, but oh, is suing now suing them for the floss dance. Oh, that kid invented the floss? Yeah. So Yikes. now we got everyone's coming out to sue Fortnite. So So Carlton owns the Carlton dance. Like, give me a break. I don't know. They There's call it no the Carlton way. dance. He's Carlton. Yeah. I don't know. But like I said, intellectual property is such like a weird thing. Yeah. You know? But like Robert Downey Jr. Can't sue people for like the name Iron Man. Like no, some, he can't. Some, somebody else came up with that. However, did you know that Gene? Si- this is completely off topic, but an interesting it's little fine. factoid. Gene Simmons bought the term, trademarked the term OJ as it refers to orange juice. So now what? every time someone says the the phrase OJ referring to orange juice, Gene Simmons gets paid. That's outrageous, isn't it? That is really outrageous. Now there's also uh, Michael Buffer. We can't even say his catchphrase. We cannot. He he is like adamant about that. He sniffs it out. He probably has it on Google searches. He probably listens to podcasts just for yeah. it. But that's at least that's dumb. I think that he like owns that. But at least I kind of get it. Because that's Whereas, like, his like thing. yeah, yeah, like okay, fine. But these characters in TV shows or movies, like I think you're SOL when it comes. Like now, Fortnite might own or might owe the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and right. like NBC or whatever. It was. Like they might owe them something. Right. But so anyway. how about Bruce Bruce Buffer? The yes. shitty young of his catchphrase is awful. <laughs> um, wait a minute. What's his catchphrase? It's time. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say because I'm like I watched like a thousand UFC fights. It's the one thing I like about time. Bruce Buffer is he gets very animated. If he you sure watch does. just Bruce Buffer, he's jumping around like a goddamn madman. He yeah. like he's got he's got a suit on. He's he's holding the cards and he like runs. Almost in the face of the fighters, but everybody's always so fixated on the fighters. Yep. But if you can, if they ever have like a wide shot, look at Bruce Buffer. He loses his goddamn mind. The new uh, Michael Buffer's face doesn't even move. No, nah, can't. Yeah. Anyway, can't. We're getting anymore. off topic here. So this happened back in November, and I want to get through this very quickly because I'm so excited about the the uh, the thing we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Um, back in November, Adidas uh, for NHL 19, they came out with a digital six, which they came out for original. Original jerseys for the original six NHL teams. Oh, that's cool. And they're actually really cool. You can unlock them in Ultimate Team. Um, they're actually really cool designs. I meant to bring that up a while ago. Didn't go check those out. All right. I like um, that. Next week, the third installment of The City Never Sleeps Spider-Man DLC is coming out with three new suits. And one of them's cool. Two of them are just bonkers. So yeah, yeah. You have the Into the Spider-Verse Peter Parker suit, which looks cool. Right. It's got kind of a weird dimension. It kind of looks a little bit more uh, cartoony. And right. then you have the cyborg suit, which is a very obscure, like, 90s, early to mid-90s suit that, like, Peter Parker got, um, like, he has a Cable's arm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. When he was, yes. like, he was, like, X-Force or whatever, and, like, yeah. he got all hacked up, and so Cable stuck an arm on him. Yeah. So they have that one. He's got, like, this weird eye patch, too, that has, like, a robot eye. And yeah, then, right, right. speaking of Into the Spider, they have the Aaron Aikman suit from the Edge of the Spider-Verse, which was a, um, another run of comics they did um, from, I think I just said, Edge of the Spider-Verse, which is a, mm-hmm. a weird, but it's a different, it's not Peter Parker, it's Aaron Aikman is the guy's name. Right, so, right, right. And it's this whole other story. So those are the three suits that are coming out. And that's the last installment of The City Never Sleeps. But it Oof. is rumored that they're going to do a standalone DLCs for Miles Morales and even maybe Mary Jane. 
How about that? There you so go. So you can do. I mean, you get to them. use both of them before, so it makes sense that they would kind of ex- explore that. And the last two things of news I have is there is a Far Cry Five DLC coming out called New Dawn, which is set 15 years after the events of Far Cry Five, uh, which is a decent game, and I won't spoil anything. It just ha- I'll just say it happens after that. And this holiday season, Richard. If yes. you plan on getting an NES Classic or an SNES Classic, do so now because they will be discontinued after the holidays. Oh, is that right? That is right. Okay. So please right. get yeah. So that's a see informative. I'm trying to get be more in informative. Now. I'm trying fairly to be more upbeat. Fairly informative. Fairly informative. And yeah. as always, check out anybody who is associated with me for all your video game needs. That being <laughs> Gamer Blends Coffee, Mammoth Gamers, So Sick Clothing, and Illusion yeah. Grips. If they actually still exist, they have. I've ha- have not heard from them in some time. Yeah, I, I would. Wouldn't worry about them. No. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks anyway. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, are you ready? And I, I feel like you might be for the topic du jour. Oh, hell yeah. Usually I say I don't know what that is. I know yeah. for damn sure. You know what exactly that is what today. it is. Yeah. And, I'm, I, and, and, and today, folks, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, a film that just came out number one at the box office, uh, just a, a hair under two hours, clocking in about an hour and 56 minutes. Last check on Rotten Tomatoes, 97% critics, 95% audience score. We begin as we do with all of our movie and TV reviews, spoiler-free. Uh, so I ask you, Ryan, did you like it? Hell yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do, do you one better. I loved it. I loved this goddamn movie. Loved Everything it. about it. Everything. Everything, everything, everything. Story. What do you think of the story? Stories. I thought the story was going to be the, if I had one hang up going in, it was going to be the story was not very accessible, but they did it so well. They did. And I got it right away. Yeah. Because when you, when you saw the commercials, you you saw what you were in store for, even just the title of the film, you're like, all right, how are they going to do this where it's not so complicated? Yeah. Because there's a, there's a chance you could just get lost in it. And a lot of that is due to like the, the visually how they did that was yeah. incredible. So like just how it was presented. And like I said, that was the one thing I was kind of hung up on. I was like, well, how are they going to explain this? Cause they did. I thought they were going to bring in like Madam Webb, like they did in the comics and like have all mm-hmm. these like different things. And they didn't, they just kind of be like, well, no, it's kind of this. And it's all this, like we'll get in this in spoilers. There's a lot of science. Yeah. And I think Mac yeah. and Goose said it. If it were a live action movie, I would have cared about the science part of it. But okay. in this one, I didn't. I, I didn't care. I was like, okay, fine. There's like this suspension no, was, of disbelief with cartoons that you're just like, fine. Yeah, that helps. That, that definitely helps. And they did a good job because like, they explained enough of it. But then they just kind of like the, the pace was really good. The animation was really good. It was cool. It was different. It looked like a comic book. It was like a, it was like a living comic book. Yeah, and I love some of the stuff that they did that was like really comic booky, and then going back and forth to the thing. And I thought I thought it looked really good. I just saw it in standard. Do you see three D or standard? I do not. I can't watch three D anymore. I can't. Yeah, I'm not. It's not for me. But I know. I mean, maybe some people I'm sure saw it in that. You can let us know again at Dork Podcast on Twitter or Dork Podcast at Gmail dot com. What you guys thought of this movie? If you saw it in three D, if it's worth seeing it in three D, the action, like some of the fight scenes and the action scenes. Again, it's animated, so you, you got to grade it a little bit differently. But pretty sweet. Pretty oh, really? Yeah, really yeah. good stuff. The voice actors, which we'll get into the character breakdown coming up, but the voice actors, I thought, were all nailed it. Like, usually, it's some of these, there's always, like, one character, you're always like, eh, I don't know if that was really the best. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed everybody that was in it. You did, and there was one character in particular who I thought I was going to hate, and I didn't. 
Yeah, I have a pretty good idea who yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. The uh, comedy, what do you think of the comedy? Do you Surpri- some laughs? I, more surprisingly, like, I laughed out loud several times. Yeah. yeah. That was good. I mean, it was, yeah, it was. It was funny. I mean, it's PG. You know, it's a PG movie. But wh- when I was in there, a lot of adults, and not just adults with kids, like, plenty of that, too, but, like, plenty of just adult people like me going in there and, and watching it. And maybe the what stole the show actually i shouldn't say it stole the show but it certainly added a level to it that would be the music the soundtrack was awesome unbelievable and like this is something um i just saw aquaman and i'm not going to give anything away i've not seen that yet i'm not going to give anything away there okay but one of the things that marvel puts stock into that dc doesn't um and you can listen to the song now if you heard that awful fucking pitbull song from aquaman i have heard Pitbull songs, so I will assume it's awful. So he I've covers, not heard he covers Africa. It's basically called Ocean to Ocean, but they do the hook from Africa, the song Africa by Toto. Ugh, I don't like that. It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. And in the movie, it's, a, it's an incredible distraction, right? Where, like, yeah. I feel like the music in this was, like, it, it breathed, like, in the movie. Like, it was part of the movie. No, you know? it, was all, it was perfect. It was, it was really, really good. It, was it, really, it good. really helped certain scenes out a lot. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, you lie like that. I'm thinking like Marvel, like, oh, we're going to get Kendrick Lamar, probably the, one of the best rappers alive right now to do. He, he was supposed to do a song for Black Panther, did a whole album. Yeah. And then they bring I mean, in like, you know, all these guys to do this, all these guys and girls, I should say, to do the music for this movie. And it was awesome. And it was yeah, seamless. You think of, and so this was, this is Sony too, but still, if you're just talking about Marvel characters between Into the Spider-Verse, both Guardians of the Galaxies, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok. Like the soundtrack is so important and so good. Like they just they they crush it every time. Uh, every time. Now, how would you compare this to other standalone Spider-Man movies of which we have already seen six? So this is the seventh one, I believe. I'm gonna give the slight edge to homecoming because i believe now that tom holland was born to play peter parker yeah he's he's perfect casting he and really is. and i believe that homecoming matters more to me as it matters to this golden age of like marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. right so that's going to give it a slight edge but this is definitely a 1a and it, as a movie because i i like homecoming as it pertains to everything else right but now, as a movie, yeah. like, got, what's the best Spider-Man movie? This might be it. But you also, you love Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2, more than anybody else that I know. I do. And I think that doesn't age well. Yeah, that whole trilogy does. I mean, we all know the third one sucks, but the first two are great movies. But when you, when you stack it up to Homecoming, you're right. It kind of loses it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And so, then obviously it's better than a, both, of the, both of the Garfield oh yeah. ones. All yep. the... The first Garfield one, I think, gets kind of lumped in. Like, the second one is really bad. Like, the second – Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 are two of the worst uh, comic book movies I think, like, ever made. Like, especially I, of a character like this. I think Amazing this – is, this is, again, as a Spider-Man fan, you know, I think Amazing 2 is better than Spider-Man 3. Yeah, okay. I mean, Jamie Foxx is just so outrageous, but the – But so are all the villains yeah. in Spider-Man 3. And, like – They suck. Yeah, it's just, it's just awful. Topher Grace is, as Eddie Brock is probably one of the worst casting decisions I've ever I've ever heard. Terrible, of. terrible. So I might be with you on that, but so I would probably go. I think you're right. I'd probably go Homecoming just just barely over this, which is ahead of two, which is ahead of one, which is ahead of Amazing One, 
and then yeah, amazing, amazing two one, and then amazing three. Two, then yeah, three. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's how I would rank it. Now the other thing I was th- when, while I was watching this movie, I kept making comparisons to Lego Batman just because I mean they're obvious because you know it's animated. They also do a lot of different things where. They're like, is this the character from the movies I've seen? Like, yeah, kind of. Like, they're talking about stuff that we've already seen before, and they're able to, like, blend universes together and, like, have a lot of fun with it. But that movie wasn't nearly as good as this one. And one thing with the Lego movie, and maybe it's because I'm an adult, I don't know, although I, I have the mindset of a kid, it was just, like, too many flashy colors, like, nonstop. You know what I mean? It was just like, now we're going to throw this at you, and it's just, like, chaos on yeah. the screen. And there was, Whereas uh, this was much more of, like, a movie. There, yeah, absolutely. It was a much more complete package. And, again, like, the colors and stuff in this movie were, it was a visual treat. It was. As well as a great story. And the only thing, like, in terms of, like, the, as talking, bring up the Lego movie, there was a lot of wackiness in that movie. Yeah. yeah. This, this was yeah, fun without being, like, zany. You know what I mean? No, right. Like that one was like, you know, talking to the camera and just, you know, that kind of stuff. But I like the idea that you can really explore all different villains. You can explore a lot of the universe and it's easier to do it rather than because, again, like if you had as many villains, even from this movie and you put them into another one, it would it would be Spider-Man three. Like it just becomes too much. But this one, you were you were able to do it. If you were. um, What did you think of the sweet Spidey action? Oh, there was some sweet, sweet Spidey action. Yeah, I thought so. I thought All the way around. And different. Strong. what I liked about it is there's different styles of Spider-Man. Or yeah. Spider oh, yeah. Whoever, and you see, that you, know? the, you see that in the trailer. Like, you see no, I mean, all the different Spider-Mans. Watching them fight. Watching them interact with people. Watching them, like, you know. Uh, yeah, they all have different, it's like, all they different. All have different skills. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty sweet. What about comparing it to other comic book movies? Like, even from this year. Like, I'm thinking about... We've seen Black Panther, we've seen Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Venom, uh, I'm definitely missing one. Oh, Deadpool 2. So we've seen a decent amount, at least a half a dozen comic book movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing's going to, nothing's going to touch Infinity War. No. Um, in terms of just sheer enjoyment and sheer, sheer like satisfaction out of that movie. Um, however, it's in that tier. So it's like Infinity War, Black Panther, Spider-Verse are all together. Are you ready for the? Are you sitting down? I'm ready. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the second best movie of 2018. <laughs> How do you like that? How do you like that? Now, and uh, full disclosure, yeah. I've not seen every movie. I'm yeah, not, not Gene Siskel brought back to Earth. <laughs> I am just a, just a modest guy. Uh, who has seen? I gotta, I gotta do the final tally. I gotta be up to close to 20, 25, 2018 movies. Yeah, and this. So you would say that this is the second best movie you've seen this uh, yes. this year. Yeah, I yes. can I can get down with that. Infinity War one, and my list is is dominated by comic book movies. But so be it. It just that's what it is. Those are the movies that I thought were actually the best this year. I've seen. Um, some comedy, some horror. I've seen a couple of like the probably like the Academy ish ones, not all of them, but a couple of those. Uh, like I like the movie Annihilation a lot. Yeah. Did you see that one with Natalie Portman? I didn't Portman? see that like, one. No, that's one of that's one of the higher non comic book movies. And then you can check our archives. We've done. I think this is our eleventh movie review of the year. Aquaman will be our twelfth, I believe, if I added it up right. And so, yeah, Black Panther was probably holding on to the number two spot for a while. That or Deadpool 2 or Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then 
this this knocked it off, I think. And it could be, I mean, maybe next year at this time I'll I'll have it lower. You know, it could be recency bias, but I, I liked it that much. It was good. No, it's it was it's fantastic. And I I mean, I've seen uh, two movies I would put ahead of that are uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary about uh, Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. I have not so seen that. Good. So that, yeah. So okay. good. And okay. um, uh, You Were Never Really Here with Joaquin Phoenix is a movie that I really enjoyed. It's very dark. I did see that one. You did see that. I did see it. I have it lower on my list. Very yeah. dark. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, um, it's like the professional, but like way more violent. Yeah, I like. Yeah, the professional was great. What? Oh, so there is an end credit scene. So if you're if you're curious, there is an end credit scene. Uh, I think it's certainly worth sticking around for. You're already there. Just you know, get on your phone, check your email. Then it'll be it'll be up there before you know it. I think I have an idea. But what would your hashtag dork score be for the film? Yeah, I think it's either a six for me. It probably is a six. I was gonna. I, I first thought five and a half. But then I've only given out one other six all year. Was it Infinity War? Yeah, it was Infinity War. Yeah. Infinity War was a six. I don't think I gave Black Panther a six. I, so. think, I think I gave Infinity War a five and a half. Oof. Would you like to change think, that right uh, now? Um, you know what? I'm going to start. You know what I'm going to start doing, Richard? You know what my New Year's resolution is? What's that going to be? I'm just going to enjoy myself a little bit more. You know, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm not going to go in. I, you know, I've been going into movies like it's a job. Like I'm watching it with like this very critical eye. Well, I, I, I don't mind. Every once in a while, a critical eye can be very important. I mean, we don't want to just say every movie's good. Cause that's not true either. And I think, I think what did it was the Infinity War had so much. I was so looking forward to that that I couldn't be anything but. And then it was spoiled for you by someone. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't that. It was, it was more no. like that. I. This one, I didn't know what to expect, so everything was a surprise. Yeah, it was. It was almost like everybody, it's kind of like this is this is. And I know this wouldn't have surprised you because you read the book, but like for me anyway, like I was hoping that Ready Player One was going to be like this. Oh yeah, it should have. But Ready Player One was not like this, no. and in fact, that could win the Dorky for biggest disappointment. It could. It could. For it's me, in the, it's, it's already there. nominated. Yeah, it's nominated. Um. And this, like I said, it, it was not something I had really high expectations for. I, um, I was like, you know what? It's probably going to be a decent little Spider-Man movie, but I did not ever expect it to be this good. So everything I saw in this movie was a surprise and just an absolute delight. Everything. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it a six. But, again, not all sixes are rated the same. So by, by no means do I, think, do I think it's better than Infinity War. And then I think it's a clear cut. Like, would, should you see it in the theater? I would say yes. Yes. Yes, do yes. it. And see it. Um, and I would say to people who are, who are parents who listen to the show, um, for me, like someone asked me the other, can I take, or Sharky was asking me, he's like, can I take my three-year-old son to it? Uh, there are a handful, I would say like three or four, like violent deaths in this movie, which kind of makes it not a kid movie. Yeah, I think... Man, and like that's two, a good question. Like two or three murders. Oh boy, yeah. So that's hard like, to explain. Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's also a talking pig, so that has that to helps. help a little bit. That helps. Yeah, voiced by John Mulaney, which is he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I also thought like if you were gonna take a kid, show up like 20 minutes after the movie says it, because I at least I had like a half hour worth of previews. And then a two-hour movie. So like, I thought the movie probably could have been 10 minutes shorter, but part of that was probably just 
All right. I've been sitting here for a long ass time. I really have to pee. And I have to get going. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Anything else spoiler related? Non-spoiler. Or non-spoiler. No. Yeah, nope. non-spoiler. All right. See it. Let's get Absolutely to, see let's it. Get, see it. It's a see it. Let's go to spoilers. 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 Here come the spoilers. All right, Ryan. First thing right out of the shoot, before I even forget, the Stan Lee cameo was a particularly good one. And obviously with the timing of everything, it was uh, it was just really well done. It was very meaningful. Very meaningful. Yeah. And I know it came off. It came off as a joke, but when he said the line, when he was talking about the, you know, what if it doesn't fit? And he said, it always fits eventually. Oh like, my God. I, I know, know that I knew that was meant as a joke. Meaning yeah. like, cause he points to like the no return sign. Cause he's talking about, he just bought a Spider-Man suit. Miles yeah. Morales just bought a Spider-Man and, suit. But, but the I- idea is that like whoever is Spider-Man eventually becomes their own version of that. You yeah. know, it's not in, being a hero doesn't mean fitting in a, into like a certain mold. Like you eventually become who you're supposed to be, which I yeah, thought it's was, like him. It's like him saying from beyond the grave, like it's going to work out like to anybody, like to, to you, to, to whoever's why I was like, Oh man, like that was pretty good. That was good. It, it was, was heavy good. stuff. It was yeah. probably my favorite of his cameos, obviously because of the timing of it played a huge, huge part into it. But it was just like, you know, you did like the deep, like, like yeah, after, but, after that, yeah. Well, it's funny because we talked before we did the standalone episode on the Spider-Man PS4 game and there was a Stanley cameo in that. And they're very similar where it's an animated version of him, but it looks spot on. Like it, it couldn't have been drawn or, or created any better than, than what it was. So that was good. Now let's go best and worst parts. Obviously not a lot of worst parts, but some of the best parts, in addition to the Stan Lee cameo, what uh, jumped out to you? Uh, the best parts, uh, just the way, the ease in which they introduced the Spider-Verse um, was, was incredible. Like how they did it, how they were like, they did the same origin story, like back to back to back to back. And they did like three of them at once. Oh, that so was so cool. It just like got you up to speed very quickly. I thought that was very well done. Um, mm-hmm. I love the character of Peter B. Parker. Big, he was great and I, I, I will get into that in a little bit more when we do his kind of yeah. character breakdown but like i love that character so much um, he was awesome and like one of the things with him is and we can even do some of it now he was he's sort of like you know out on or down on his luck kind of like past his prime spider-man but at the same time he knows what he's doing and like even though he's like fat spider-man he's still spider-man and like he can still get it done he's not a pushover at all and he can still teach Miles Morales, like what it takes. Yeah, and I th- I thought that the um th- there's a whole like <laughs> the English teacher in me comes out when we yeah. we did do the two Peter Parkers. Um, we'll get into those, and well, I'll do more of that <laughs> later. But um, okay. the the character of Miles Morales is is very fleshed out. Um, I thought they did an incredible job with that, and Sh- Shamik Moore did a wonderful job voicing that character, um, and I would say giving that character a voice. Because Dude, remember, I bet, yeah, yeah, remember when Miles Morales, when when they was it Brian Michael Bendis introduced this character, there was a lot of heat, and like, oh, you're yeah. just you're just doing this to get diversity. You don't like that's not the character. Like people were really pissed off about it, yeah. and to see Miles be his own character and so different from the other Spider people was yeah. really cool. You know, you you have like these ideas of like. Gwen Stacy or Peter Parker, are like these science nerds who just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And you have this kid who's, who's an artist. He's not a scientist. 
Like he needs help, you know? So that I thought yeah. that was a really, really well done job by the writers. It was cool. Yeah. And, and then some of the scenes with him, you know, spray painting the shit out of stuff was awesome. Like that was cool looking. They also, so Brian Michael Bendis who created Miles Morales and in fact has written every single issue uh, that has Miles Morales as Spider-Man, I think until recently. I want to say last week. Last week there was might his be last new, issue, yeah. Yeah, so there's going to be a new writer on that, but that's been a long time it's been him. And one of the little uh, Easter eggs is uh, Brian Bendis is in one of the phones. I think it's, is it Miles' phone or is it his dad's it's phone? In Mi- Either way. It's in Miles' phone and in... Uh, Steve Ditko, right? Steve Ditko's in the other phone, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And I'm sure there's more, but those two jumped out like as I was watching it. I was like, oh, that's so that's pretty good. I also, I loved, and I think it helped. I think if anybody played the video game, I think you're probably going to like the movie even more because there was a really good kind of overlap. Like when they go down into the bunker, like at Aunt May's, which by the way, that she, they did a good job with her too, but they go down and you just see all of the different Spidey suits. Yeah. And they're all from the video game, yeah. including the one that was like debuted just in the video game. Yep. The advanced suit like, was in there. Ah, oh, like that is badass. That was really well done. I also loved the um, the way they sort of got into the Prowler in the whole thing with his uncle Aaron. Yeah, and like, and it made you think back to Homecoming when you're like, oh yes. shit! Like Donald Glover is Aaron Davis. Like that's like that never dawned on a lot of people before. It's like, oh right. shit! Like when he says like, oh my nephew, and you're like, but his last name isn't Morales. Like, how does that make any sense? But yeah, like, and knew, like you know, <laughs> right? So we knew, exactly. Yeah. So so we knew, and so you know, the uh, the reveal in this movie is probably more significant to those who didn't know than to comic book dorks like us who see Aaron Davis, and you also see the Prowler running around with Kingpin, and you're like, you're just waiting for that to happen. But it was even knowing that it was him, it was still really well done. And like when Miles realizes that that's his uncle, and the whole thing, and like how his, his uncle and his dad don't really get along anymore, and the whole thing. And then I'm, I'm really the first thing I thought of was Homecoming or I guess Far From Home, which we still haven't gotten a trailer for, by the way. No, we haven't. That, I don't know when we're going to get that. But if they they have a real opportunity, like they they put Prowler and uh, and essentially Miles Morales in the universe. So it's only a matter of time until we get them, which is awesome. Yeah. And they have, uh, again, Matt Gorgon, who is the, yep. you know, the, the Scorpion. Yes, yeah, and so Scorpion, who was also in this one, so they have him in that universe as well. So that that was they did a good job with the with the villain. So they they give you Green Goblin, but he's not like the main guy. Then you also get Kingpin, you get Prowler, you get Doc Ock, but it's Doc Ock's wife instead, which is a nice twist on it. And then you even get Scorpion and Tombstone. So I thought it was I thought the villain choices to me, you know, you can always kind of want Craven the Hunter, but like maybe save him for something else. Like maybe put him down the road. So the ones that they chose, I personally uh, thought were the, were the right ones. And it was just enough. It was just enough. It yeah, wasn't too yeah. much, you know? Yeah, I thought so. Um, obviously when, when they, when the whole crew got together, it was great. When you got spy, like all the Spider-Mans with Spider-Gwen and Spider-Ham and Spider-Noir, when you finally got them together, I was, cause I was with you. I was like, all right, I'm curious how this is going to work. Is it going to be like two, Slappy. Oh, and Penny Parker. Don't forget Penny. Don't Parker. forget Penny. Yeah. So when the, when you put them all together, like John Mulaney, like they used him just right. Like it wasn't over the top. Like all right, here's here he is for gags, but like he had enough of them. We were like, enough. all right, good. I'm I'm glad he's in the movie. And I Peter was Porker. I was afraid 
that they were going to lean a little too heavily on the rest of them. And ultimately what it boiled down to was the relationship between Peter and Miles. And like being like, yeah. you know, and, My, and Peter kind of showing Miles the ropes. And then you had the rest of them. Uh, actually, Gwen Stacy played a huge role. But you had like Spider-Ham, Noir, and Spider, whatever that, like um, the robot, the diva of the, of the crew. Yeah, I was going to say basically diva. They were kind of, they were kind of in the background, like they were there, yeah. but they weren't like, like you said, they used them perfectly. Like it was just enough. Yeah. Um, like Mulaney didn't come in and like yuck it up. Like obviously he had a couple good jokes and he had, he had the hammer and everything. And yeah. Um, uh, but it wasn't too much. It was just, but it's funny cause they're the Spider-Mans in each one of their, you know, universes. And so when they come together, no matter what they, they look like, they're all, they're all good and they're all capable. Like they're all like, you know, like, Oh, this guy's the weak. Like you couldn't tell me which one's the worst one. Like there isn't really a worst one. I mean, it, at first it's miles. Cause he's trying to figure everything out, but like they all have their own strengths. I also, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but I didn't read the article, but screen rant had a tweet and it said, Peter B. Parker from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is the real Spider-Man. Yes. I absolutely buy into that. Absolutely. No, 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 no. But, but the person, so, but then, so my whole point, and I think you'll get what I'm saying. So then, then somebody retweeted it and they come and they're like, they're like, yeah, when you don't understand the whole point of the movie, like, I think he's probably the original Spider-Man. What, when they but say, to say the he's real, the real Spider-Man, yeah. like the whole idea is any, like all these people are Spider-Man. What like, they anybody mean can be Spider-Man. is that Peter B. Parker is the six one Earth six one six Peter Parker? He's the Peter Parker we know. Yeah, I just thought, it. but because like the point of the movie is like you can be a kid from Brooklyn, you can be Spider Man, like you can be a girl from Japan, you can be a fucking pig, and then they're like, nope, it's just him still, and you're like, no, okay, no, that's there's a there's a million Spider Men, and what I'm buying into is the idea that like he's our Earth's Peter Parker. So like if you watch when they're swinging, remember like all the billboards were changing to like different universes. Yeah, his is the yeah. only one that says like Coca Cola. Yeah, he's he and so was he the one? He basically like showed the uh, Tobey Maguire stuff, like when he's stopping the train and he's doing some of that stuff when he's in like the little cafe and he like has to deflect the car. So he's basically saying like that we we've already seen like what he's done, right? Just later on, and that's the, maybe maybe his marriage isn't going so well. So Miles, Miles exists in the Ultimate Universe, which I forget yeah. the number. But like Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man, that Peter Parker is dead. And I thought, so they call him Peter A. Parker, the, the one that dies in the yeah, beginning, right. voiced right. by Chris Pine. Yeah, right. Good call. Um, yeah. Which that to me was, and this is the way I was alluding to the English teacher me coming out. That is the perfect version of Spider-Man that like we, we have, mm. you know, and the blonde hair was a nice touch. That's a nice nod to like Ben Riley, who's like a, a clone technically of Peter Parker, who's strong oh, right. spider. So I thought that was yep. a nice little nod. Yeah. Um, but that's like the ideal Spider-Man and he dies. And now we have like these, all these imperfect spider people who come into play and yeah. how do they then, fit in? Like that was a nice little thing too. No, that was, it was, it was all pretty good. Now, the other one of the favorite scenes, and I think they actually showed this in a uh, trailer. So this, but still, one of the best scenes was when Miles Morales is like finally figuring it out. He has like half of the Spider-Man suit on. He has the mask on, but he also has the the Nikes on, and he's like, 
pressed up against the building and then you like you hit i think it's the vince staples song like with it oh yeah and you're like that was just the best you're like this guy like it he looks so cool i'm like he should always wear the nikes with the with his suit like, yeah he just looks like a badass um and that shot where he's going down but they flip it so it looks like he's going like up Awesome. So cool. It's such a cool shot. And they showed that in the trailer, obviously, to sell it. But what a money shot that was. Yeah, that was just that was so cool. So Miles Morales, uh, he, he was just he was cool. He was he was really good. And what did you say? Shame. How do you, how do you say the guy's name? That did the voice? Shamik Moore. Shamik Moore. Shamik. Shamik. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was good. I, I didn't know who he was before this, but he was he was really good. Um, now. Black Panther, not not to go down a whole uh, a whole race on the podcast, but Black Panther is getting recognized a lot this year for just you know its overall impact and everything else. Don't you think this movie has some of that? I mean, I know it's animated, so it's a little bit different, but still, like, don't you think this movie has there's some parallels? There is, but it's the curse of being second. You know, it's the curse of yeah. you know being the second person to say, to raise your hand and say like, oh yeah, me too. You know, but like not me too, but you get what I'm saying. No, like, I understand. I understand. We're doing yeah, this yeah, too. Yeah. Look over here. You know, um, and it's but the, I think it's the end of this the year. one. Yeah, I mean, they're both they're both great in their own right, and 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 people should celebrate them. And and if there there's kids out there that can that can identify with superheroes more so than they could before, I think that's great. All all that's great. But to me, there's almost even something more like Spider Man, like. It's almost like if there happened to be a black Batman, you know what I mean? Like there's just these characters that are like Spider-Man's on the very short list of most popular characters of all time, you know, like Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, I don't know, Wolverine. Like those are probably like some of the top guys and to be able to take a kid, you know, like a young kid from Brooklyn and be able and make it relatable. Like that's, that's pretty sweet. No, it's, it's really cool. And I, I mentioned this in a tweet too. I was, I was, I don't know how it came up. It came up like organically. We were talking about like Halloween costumes for my four-year-old daughter. Yeah. And she's, she was, she was very adamant last year that she wasn't Batgirl. She was Batman girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was, but like, if you said, sure. Oh, you're Batgirl, she's like, no, I'm Batman, but a girl. <laughs> she was like very adamant that like, that's what she was. It's like, you could be Batwoman. Like, nope, yeah. don't want and so I don't asked her, I asked her, if she wanted who she wanted to be. And I brought up like Spider-Man and she's like, why well, can't be Spider-Man? And she, I was like, why? And she said, cause he's a, he's a boy and I'm a girl. And mm-hmm. I was like, and then I showed her like pictures of Gwen Stacy, like spider Gwen. And yeah. she went bananas. Cause I was going to say not best only cost, best, best suit in the entire movie. I think it's spider Gwen, spider Gwen. And my daughter lost her mind because she wears ballet <laughs> shoes too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And she thought that was the coolest thing. So I'll tell you, I wanted, I wanted. That's a good story. I, I, Spider Gwen, I thought was all. She was really good. Haley Steinfeld uh, voiced her, and she was a good character. And then when she was dressed up, and she was obviously super talented too. Like she could kick ass. Um, but her suit, like I, I love the whole thing. That's a good one. So that out of that crew, anything else you want to add on uh, either Spider Man, Spider Gwen, Spider Ham, Spider Noir, or Spider Diva? I, I we mentioned this earlier. I thought I was going to hate Nicolas Cage in the role, but he was fine. Oh right, it was just enough. It wasn't a ton of him. A couple of jokes. I mean, the Rubik's Cube thing, like to me, wasn't hilarious at all. But like, whatever, throw it, throw it out there. Take a chance. Yeah, I couldn't see. He color. looked cool. You know, the suit again, knowing that you could play as that suit in the video game, kind of made it a little bit cooler. And if you read. Um, if you read the that that trade, oh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, uh, some of the family members you had uh, Miles Morales's mom and dad were both in this. The dad was certainly more of a main character. You also had May Parker, 
And they've done this in some of the comics. May is like much more of a badass than others. Like it's sort of like Alfred, like depending on which Batman you're reading, he's either like just like a, you know, a capable Butler or he's like a former like green beret or whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's, that was always a weird Alfred to me. There was like the, he's the one who actually taught, Bruce Wayne, how to like kick yeah. ass because he was like I a don't love that. SAS guy, like former SAS. But this one, yeah, right. I did like this to like May Parker. Like she's she like knew like she was like waiting for Miles. Basically, she's like, yeah, I'm surprised. You know, of course you guys came here. Like, was, you're not the only one. What was interesting is if you see her sitting in the chair um, when they go down into that bunker. Yeah, it's got like the web. It's got like a Madam Web look to it. So maybe they didn't bring oh, Madam Web yeah. into the movie, but she's definitely like fulfilling that role. <laughs> Kind of combining it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was uh, pretty cool. Mary Jane Watson in this, uh, voiced by Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Oh, it was Lily Tomlin, by the way. That did Lily Tomlin. Parker. She did a great job. Yeah. Uh, just enough Mary Jane. You know, I thought she was an important character, but not seen all the time. Yeah. I mean, you got you to put Mary Jane in the in the movie. But I don't like what they're doing in Homecoming, by the way, where... Zendaya is not really Mary Jane Watson, but she is Mary Jane Watson. She's MJ, like, but she's not Mary Jane Watson. Just make her Mary Jane Watson. Like, come on. Anyway, and then the list of villains, you had uh, Mahershala Ali, who's actually going to be in True Detective Season 3. I can't he's like wait the for only that. cop. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good. He's been in a bunch of stuff, obviously. He's an Oscar winner, all that. He was Aaron Davis, a.k.a. The Prowler. Uh, Liv Schreiber was Wilson Fisk Kingpin, who they made him very big. Very big. And his head was in a very <laughs> strange spot in his body. It was like his head was like in the middle of his chest. Yeah. I would say he, not a lot of uh, range of motion there for, for him. Br- kills probably, a guy. Probably can't see a, his pee-pee. That would be my other guess. <laughs> He's got a dicky-do, right? He's got, <laughs> you know, that's, that's important His to stomach you. stick out more than his dicky-do? Hey, hey. <laughs> I think you're not wrong. I think so. <laughs> Uh, Vanessa Fisk, voiced by Lake Bell, was in this. Uh, Dr. Octopus was uh, Olivia Octavius. Uh, Green Goblin was voiced by Jorma, is it Tacone or whatever it is? Back up. The dude from... Olivia Octavius is the name of the character. Catherine Hahn was the person who did the voice. Yes, Catherine Hahn. (laughs) Oh, did I? Well, I I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Jorma is in uh, Lonely Island. And so I didn't recognize the voice at all at first and then... Put it in, I looked it up after. Tombstone and Scorpion also round out the group. So a good group of uh, of villains. But I like I like using Kingpin with Spider Man stuff. I think he I think that she should like they should just get Wilson Fisk to do some stuff for Far From Home. Yeah, or they should bring in D'Onofrio. He's a big enough actor where you could do that. I mean, it's that's what I meant. Deal. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Bring in D'Onofrio. Bring in D'Onofrio to the MCU. I mean, I guess technically he's already in it, but like actually put him in it would be nice. Uh, anything on any of those uh, villains? No, it was just enough. Like you just had enough Scorpion where he showed up in that one scene. You had enough Green Goblin where and where it showed up, and you know you even had a little bit of um, Lizard where Peter Parker in Gwen Stacy's universe becomes a lizard. And I also I like the idea too of um, just kind of seeing like some like again Prowler like not used enough, and and so to throw him in there. Because I always think of, we've seen now all these Spider-Man movies. You're like, are which villains have we already seen? Which villains have we already seen multiple times? Which we've seen Green Goblin, but they, they used him very sparingly here. Yeah. And then so you, you really kind of, like Tombstone, like, yeah, why not? Like, you haven't really seen him. What, so. he, had, he had like two lines in the whole thing? Yeah, like yeah. He, was, he was barely in it. That's fine. He was like a, like a sidekick, sidekick 
Then uh, there is an end credit scene, as we mentioned before. You get a little Spider-Man 2099 action, awesome. and they go with like the, the, the meme and the pointing. It was, it was good. It was and smart. They kind of tip this hand a little bit. Again, those of us in the know, right? Yes, they kind of tip this a little bit where the spider that bites Miles is from Alchemax, yeah. which is where Miguel O'Hara works. That's the company he works for to develop this. Oh, okay. So like, yep. I kind of was like, are they gonna, are they gonna show him? Like, are they gonna show? And they didn't, obviously. And then they showed up in the end credit scene, which I thought was very well done. Yeah, I thought it was voiced smart. by Oscar right. Isaac. Oh, right. Another yeah, big yeah, name. good. Throw him in there. So yeah, if they, you look at the IMDb the page, it's actually awesome. They in, they they put Chris Pine and Oscar Isaac. They give them credits on IMDb, but they're credited as interesting person. <laughs> or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, they both they're both very interesting. Are you ready for my million dollar idea? What's that? That Spider Verse can be how you tie in Sony, Marvel, and Fox. Yes. You figure it out. You say, listen, we already got it going right here. We're going to tie all these bastards in. So not only do you tie in the X-Men universe with the MCU, but also you can figure out a way to go forward and like launch the movies after this so you can still do standalone movies and they make sense. Yeah, because you can be like, because Spider-Verse, yeah. there's your answer. Guys, Spider-Verse, we already saw it. Yeah, how can this you the have same universe as Spider three different Spider-Men? Well, huh? Fine. Pretty pretty easy. Pretty easy, got, actually. <laughs> you get two hours? Here, here's a cartoon. Yep. And I'll explain the whole goddamn thing for you. Here's my question for you. Yes. Is Peter B. Parker going to be the best Halloween costume this coming year? Definitely going to be the easiest to pull off. Just a Spider-Man shirt and some sweatpants. <laughs> like, I'm ready. I, I love him out there with the sweatpants. It's hysterical. <laughs> I love and the part, like, too, where he needed the bagel. Like, that was the big part of the plan. Was oh, that's him. right. That was hilarious. <laughs> like, he's, he had to get the goddamn bagel. Like, just, just needed it. But he could. Like, that was the thing. Like, you're, like you're, you're questioning him, but, like, he still gets it done. He gets it done. You know, you're just like, that's just, that's what he is now. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be an easy one because you can get, like, the spandex. You don't need to work out. Nope. You throw the sweatpants on. You eat a bagel. Two different shoes. Walk the bagel. Yeah, th- oh, forget it. Who cares? Shoes? Fine. I love that. Yeah, so that'll be, that'll be a good one for sure. Anything else, Ryan, on Into the Spider-Verse? See it. It's the best standalone Spider-Man movie. Not to tip our hand. Well, I still think Homecoming might be better. Now, hang on. Homecoming is not a standalone Spider-Man movie. Yes, it is. No, it t- I'm meaning like in, it, in a vacuum. Like that, the spider that Spider Man needs that Tony, uh, Tony Stark. Stark. I know, but let's be. I mean, <clears throat> I think all the Spider Man movies. I just take. I, I just think if Spider Man is the lead character, if it's the Spider Man okay. movie, I think it's the second best Spider Man movie. Sure. Okay. I. I I'm going. I mean, no, one, you can think it's first. A, I'm just That's fine. That's fine. Way to take a stance. Well, I, it's kind of like apples <laughs> and oranges, though. You know, it's kind of like. Oh, they're hard to. They're definitely hard to. To choose, I guess. Because do you do the MCU Spider-Man, which is like, mm. like I said, Tom Holland was born to play that role. Like he's so yeah, good. He's perfect. As Peter yeah, he's he's perfect at it. Um, wouldn't have been cool if they have him be in a Spider-Man an animated one, but like it's his voice. I was. I wonder if they asked him or if they wanted him involved at all or how that. I don't worked. think yet. Maybe for the next one because they do have a next. It's our the sequel's already happening. Okay. Obviously, so good, 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 um, good. 
Yeah, I think it it was number one at the box office, but it wasn't anything crazy. I want to say it was like thirty five million or something like that. Which I guess it broke the record for. And I love how they say it's like record breaking. They say it's the wow. it's the number. It's like the highest grossing animated movie to open in December ever. Like that's the most yeah, specific exactly. thing ever. There's a record for you if you want it. There's a record for you. Just like we're the best movie TV podcast at a sports radio station. Remember when you said like, that and someone got like really pissed? Yeah, you're probably the only one. Yeah, I was like, okay, let it go. (laughs) This guy gets it. This guy's having some fun. Um, what else about this bad boy? Anything else? Oh, I was gonna say not to tip our hand completely as it relates to the 2018 Dorkies, but this has got to be up there for biggest surprise. Like just just how good it was. Yeah, I went in there blind. Like we were we were looking forward to it. I'm like, oh, Spider-Man. But I was like, I wasn't even, like a month ago, I wasn't convinced I was going to see it in the theater. No. And then it got some early, really good buzz that some people we knew saw it and were like, or it was Mac and Goose saw it, right? Mac and they saw it early. It, yeah. They saw it. And then the Rotten Tomatoes was like 100% for a while. And not that I always base it off of that, but that's, that's pretty impressive for a comic movie. You know what I found? So I'm like, All right, let's give it a go. I and find myself it. doing now is instead of just looking at the raw score from Rotten Tomatoes, go to a certain handful of critics that I trust and look at what they say. Like a Mac, like a goo. Yeah, of course. Um, but also, <laughs> you know, like Peter Travers from Rolling Stone, you know, someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Who Gene Siskel. Gene, pick of the pod. Yeah. Long time ago. Dig him up. Unfortunately yeah. for his take on this, but I'm sure he would have loved it. Do you think they buried him with his thumb up? Yes, Ryan, I do. I think that's actually a little tasteless, to be honest. I'm going to cut that from the uh, episode. Uh, all right, should we get to the pick of the pod? Yes, please. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Kick, receive, defend the goal. I will kick. Or defer. I will, I will kick. You wanna, oh, I'll receive. How about this? The uh, I love this idea, and I wonder if other shows will do this. So I remember I told you the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, how they had their their season come out like end of October, and so it was ten episodes. I enjoyed it, nothing amazing, but I enjoyed it. Then just this past week, I think last Friday, they released one episode, so one hour long episode. They tagged it on to the end of the season, and it was like their Christmas special. Oh, the Krampus! So special? Like they made it. Yeah, they made it kind of timely. Yeah, like a witch, a witch Christmas. And it was pretty good. I liked it. And also, more news on Sabrina. They've picked it up for, I think, season two, three, and four. Wow. So they like Sabrina. And hopefully, fingers crossed, they cross it over with Riverdale. That's really the ultimate goal. That's what we need to see. So I haven't they actually, watched it, they, but the girl in that is the girl who played John Hamm's daughter in Mad Men, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah Sally. She went to Miss Porter School. That's right. Which is a strong is, piss stream away from me. As I said right here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Now she goes to a Baxter uh, High, which is in Greendale, which is the town over from Riverdale. Yeah. And they mentioned Riverdale at least twice nice. in the – and just like Riverdale has mentioned Greendale at least a couple of times. There you go. So that's that. Ryan, what do you have? I have two. So I have both Netflix picks, so you can go check them out right now. Um, Lucifer, the TV show Lucifer, the first season of Lucifer is now on Netflix. I started watching that. Yeah, it's pretty that's good. good. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. Um, All right. Uh, I would say I watched the first two episodes. Uh, it has legs. It has it has good strong bones of a show. I don't know if that okay. show's still running. I'm not sure. 
Could be. I don't know either, to be honest. I don't know. And I would say my my throwback uh, dork pick of, pick of the pod, all three Fridays are on Netflix right now. Hell yeah, including a Christmas yep. uh, Friday after Friday next, after next. So please yeah. go and check those out if you haven't seen those in a long time. Uh, the first one Love doesn't age so well, movies. but I'm going to say Still it. good. Mike Epps, better sidekick to Ice Cube than Chris Tucker. You know what? You're not wrong. Day-Day He's is better than Smokey. He is. He's funnier. Yep. He is. Day Day is unbelievable. Next Friday is an underrated comedy. It is. And it is really because of Day Day. Because of Day Day is incredible in that movie. Yes. The party was born to play. Uh, all right, Ryan. Next week, I don't know when we're going to air this episode. We got to figure out some things. Next week, of course, is Christmas. So it's going to be kind of a hectic week with travel and days off and everything else. But. We will. Our next episode, whenever that happens to be, will be about Aquaman. You've already seen it too. I've I have it. not seen this yet. Yeah. I am. Um, don't tell me anything. I don't want to know a goddamn no, thing about it. I'm not saying a word. I've actually heard some good things. A couple other people I know have seen it and liked it, and I am. Should I say cautiously optimistic yeah, about that's, it? That's, that's how you should be. Say. That's exactly how you should okay. be. What's the runtime on this bad bitch? Like two hours? Like two ten? A little over two. I think it's two hours and ten minutes or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's like it's All like right. two hours, and then there's like five minutes of credits because there's so many visual effects that all <laughs> the credits run forever. But oh my god! Yeah. Well, we're gonna see how it stacks up with the other great films in the DCEU, like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, uh, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and Justice League. I didn't mind Man of Steel. I don't know why it gets the, such the hate it does. Didn't care for it. Yeah. I don't think I like it's just it's a Superman problem, maybe. I guess it is. So there you go. There is the uh the episode today, the dork podcast at gmail.com. You can email us at any time. You can rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes. We are on Twitter at Dork Podcast. We are on the YouTube. YouTube just go to youtube.com slash dork podcast. You can subscribe right there. We pump out videos at random times, so it probably helps to subscribe. And then Ryan is very active on the Twitch. Twitching. So That's I right. beat I beat Mega Man 2 today. If you don't oh, that, believe what a nice me, feeling. If you don't believe me, come watch me do it on Twitch tonight. Oh, you're going to do it again? I'm do it again. I like it that. It felt so good. I'm going to do it again. Well, people probably won't hear this in time. In order, You're probably going to be doing it while it's being uploaded. However. I thought we were live. Uh, are we streaming? We'd be streaming. <laughs> but you can probably check the – because usually like, they archive. Oh, they archive right? them. So you, and there's a button yeah, yeah. now that I guess that was malfunctioning for a while. But there, I, I found out that there's a button to share to YouTube, so I could just upload these to our YouTube channel. Oh, I like that. Good idea. Good idea. So that's super easy. Go to twitch.tv slash rvond, and you can uh, follow along or subscribe or whatever the hell it is that you do there. Friend? Yeah, subscribe. You have to subscribe. subscribe. You have to. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link up there, yeah. and that helps Ron Von Don. Sure does. So. All right, Ryan. Uh, very, very merry. Uh, oh, oh, oh! We forgot to mention this. Uh, this Friday, the twenty-first, there is a live Mac and Goo. They're doing a festivist episode. They have invited us to go air grievances. I don't think I really have any grievances, but we're going to go anyway, and we're going to see see what happens. I think a lot of people are going to have a real hard time with Mac talking about his eating habits. I think it's just going to turn into a. Yes, yeah, steak with bones in it versus ham he eat, versus wings. He doesn't wings. eat anything with bones. Well, 
Which I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but he eats meat. Right. Yeah. Like a kid. Like a five-year-old, yeah. Yeah, so that's probably what the episode's going to turn it's into. Be but at least there'll, there'll be booze that, there. But it'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good to get some There's good booze. drinks, some good people, good friends, a few laughs. That's all it, that's is. All it is. And uh, wear an ugly sweater. Oh, that's or, the thing? Or dork merch. It's one of the two. One of the two. Whatever you want to do. All right, Ryan, uh, another perfect episode. Perfecto.